Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Hope everybody is up and at them. Understand that it is not a victory Monday uh, for the first time in like, what, about nine, ten weeks. But nevertheless, it's still a wonderful day and the sky uh, it's still blue. The grass is still green. Um, depends on what part of the country or part of the world you're in. But the New Orleans Saints did lose to the Philadelphia Eagles by a score of 24 to 21. And I think we had a little bit of time to decompress and, and, and try to figure this thing out, making sure that we're not jumping out of the window or we're not thinking, you know, of the worst case scenario. But I want to say thank you very much for choosing the State of the Saints podcast on this Monday morning. Special shout out to everybody. Uh, that's following into the chat and for all the new people um rather you're a saints fan philadelphia eagle fan just want to come here to gloat or you're just a fan of a just of nfl as in general we really do appreciate it uh look i'm going to get my final thoughts and then i'm going to open up the phone lines because i want to hear from each and every one of you and i want to make sure i do that because uh, probably in the next 45 minutes man i'm gonna be a guest on 103.7 a game uh, with RP3 and company, um, you know, shouts out to them. Um, I'm going to be on there really soon. So if you're not doing anything, man, check out 103.7 The Game, okay? Uh, the link is uh, on the State of the Saints podcast page. And also, if you follow me on Twitter at State of Saints, I also put the link there. So go ahead and check it out, man. I'm going to be talking about the Saints versus Eagles game. But I'm just going to go ahead and let everybody know how I feel about the game, all right? Uh, first and foremost, uh this was not a good this was not a good loss uh you know this was this came at one of the worst times you can possibly lose a football game uh the saints uh they were going up against a team that had a new quarterback okay a rookie quarterback at that and the things that he did well the saints were not ready for uh one thing that i want to do i want to put the blame on dennis allen dennis allen this has happened way too much under dennis allen Dennis Allen always comes into the game unprepared when he goes up against a quarterback that he never seen or he, he never schemed against. Like when there is no film on a, a quarterback, Dennis Allen does not know what to do. Okay, he makes the adjustments, which he does really well, but sometimes it can cause the team to be behind the eight ball. I know you remember that game versus the Chargers down in New Orleans when Justin Herbert lit the Saints up in the first, first half for three touchdowns. He made the adjustments, of course, but it, it was little. It was too little, you know, too late. You know what I'm saying? The damage already been done. And luckily, luckily, we had number nine, Drew Brees, that that brought us back. And, you know, it forced overtime, and the rest was history. We all know about the the classic tackle, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, and Mike Williams. The Saints were able to win that game. This is the issue when you're going up against a team, okay. And you have to rely on your defense to perform because you have a quarterback who you never seen, who you never seen come back from a deficit, who you never seen um, had to deal with any type of adversity as long as he's been starting. You cannot afford, you cannot afford to go out there and have a lackluster defensive performance. This game right here was a slap in the face to everybody that roots for the Saints. This was a slap in the face to everybody that believed that the New Orleans Saints issues with looking past their opponents were over. And it's sad that year after year after year, we deal with these same type of things. And the Saints always find themselves in this type of position. I just don't understand it. 
I don't understand how a team can constantly, I mean, constantly go up against a team that everybody says they're going to beat. I mean, you think about that game week 13 a couple years ago versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You think about some of them other games, you know what I'm saying, in the past, like that they were supposed to win and they end up being on a receiving end, okay, of an L. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that is, that is ridiculous, man. This team came out flat, absolutely flat. It's as if they just thought that the Philadelphia Eagles was going to see the Florida Lee on the side of their helmet and just quiver in their boots. doesn't work like that, man. You play to win the game. In the words of the great Herm Evans, you play to win the game. You have to go out there and perform. You have to make sure that you handle your business. I am sick and tired of watching people tweet and send in inboxes to me talking about, well, what you think the Green Bay Packers going to lose? You think the Seattle Seahawks going to lose? What you think the 49ers going to do? What you think the Rams going to do? Saints need to handle their business for once. I would like to not look at other teams and what they're doing and hope that they slip up for the Saints to slide into a a, a comfortable position. This is a good football team. This is a football team that should not have lost the game to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, they can play tough. I will respect that because, I mean, you look at the the situation going on in Philadelphia, you know, Doug Peterson on the high seat. Uh, you got Carson Wentz out there. You don't know what his future is. And you got a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So there's a lot of unanswered questions out there in Philadelphia, which clearly were answered in this game. So I can understand them playing tough. But this team is not better than you. I guarantee you if the Saints played the Philadelphia Eagles 10 times, the Saints probably would win 8 out of 10 times or 9 out of 10 times. The game that they played, I don't want to see anymore. And this was their best. This was their best opportunity, man. Because now it's going to get tough. You're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs team, the world champions, who who look really, really good. You're going up against them. That's not an easy out. Then the following week on Christmas, you have to go up against the Minnesota Vikings, who are fighting for their playoff lives. And then you go up against the Carolina Panthers team to end the season, who are a very prideful team, and they don't want to be uh, the, the third team in the NFC South to get swept. So you know they're going to leave it all out there on the field. So you have to make sure that you put your best foot forward, man, and you got to make sure that you're executing. I don't think it's time to jump off the cliff. They, all of these situations that, that happen in this game can't be corrected, uh, but the Saints, they need to handle their business. They need to handle their business, man, because I'm sick and tired of watching this year after year. And trust and believe, man, don't know Saints fans. Don't know Saints fan. And I know that may not be proper grammar, but it is what it is. Don't know Saints fan. Want to be dealing with these type of issues going into the postseason. I am sick and tired year after year. Close but no cigars. I'm tired of it, man. Especially when this team has been performing at a high level and it seems like they get better and better each and every year. Some of the issues that they dealt with years before, they fixed and corrected, and yet they still get bounced out. This team needs to focus. This was a wake-up call, and you, you honestly, it, it came at a good time, okay? Because everybody was singing the Saints' praises. 55 straight games without allowing a 100-yard rusher. Snap. Nine-game winning streak. Snap. Number one defense. You know what I'm saying? Been humbled. This was a wake-up call for this team. So apparently the basket of cheese 
that Sean Payton left in everybody's locker and told him not to eat it. Maybe somebody was getting a nibble on. We need consistency. We need consistency in a who that nation, man, because look, I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm not ready to jump off the cliff and I'm not ready to switch, switch all these different things up. Like some change fans are every time they lose. And I can care less about a hater. I mean, there's nothing that a Falcon fan, a Buccaneers fan can say to me. Okay. I don't, I guess not a damn. What a Tampa Bay Buccaneers or a Falcon fan has to say after the Saints beat them into submission. They have to focus on what they need to focus on. The Saints have won nine straight games. Okay. It took the, a hater nine weeks to come into a chat, nine weeks to infiltrate social media on a Saints page to say, hi, hi, y'all lost. Guess what? I can live with that. I can live with that, man, because we know that the Saints have been slapping around everybody in the division. So there's nothing that a Buccaneers fan or a Falcon fan can tell me of that matter. So it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm focused on the Saints making the playoffs. That's the that's the main point. They clinched the playoff spot. Being a number one seed doesn't matter to me this season. It doesn't. It does not matter. I mean, you go where you get home field advantage to play in front of absolutely nobody. And then I want people to understand this. If the Saints get the number two seed, you still got two home games. And who's to say that the Green Bay Packers are just so un, you know what I'm saying, un, unbeatable that a team can't go on the road and knock off the Green Bay Packers? I haven't seen nothing from the Green Bay Packers that show me that they just world beaters. I ain't seen nothing from the Green Bay Packers to say that they can't get beat. They they got they they had a hard time against with Detroit today. I mean, there's a lot of holes in that in that defense. You can run on them. You can throw on them. So who's to say that they can't slip up in the playoffs and the NFC Championship still can't run through New Orleans if the Saints handle their business? I'm not concerned about what Green Bay has to do. I'm not concerned about home field advantage. And everybody talking about, well, Drew Brees, he he can he he need home field advantage. Man, Drew Brees to miss five games. He, he didn't have five bye weeks. He's going to probably have six. So I don't want to hear that, man. It's time to rock and roll. This was a wake-up call. I don't want to see a game like this again. And the Saints really have to figure out what the heck are they going to do. And another thing, let's talk about Taysom Hill. Everybody talking about Taysom Hill, talking about Taysom Hill, not a starting quarterback. Look, I, I get everybody's frustration, turning the ball over at an alarming rate, not making the right decisions, inaccurate. And this is the all that kind of stuff to me. All that kind of stuff to me doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying, in, in the grand scheme of things, because he, he does some really good things. This is the biggest issue, and I think a lot of people in the Who That Nation aren't paying attention to. When Taysom Hill, a couple weeks ago, was named the starting quarterback, there was a lot of division. <coughs> Excuse me. There was a lot of division in, inside of the locker room and within the organization. There were some people that did not want Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback. They would prefer for the Saints to go with Jameis Winston. That's what they wanted. And we kind of we we kind of just missed that because he was out there balling out and he was doing some good things and we were winning games. So it it, it went to the back of everybody's mind, just like it always does when the Saints go on a winning streak. We we tend to always seem to, you know, slip things under the rug and act like they don't exist until they lose, and then everything just just blows up, you know what I'm saying? And everything just goes up in smoke. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that wanted Jameis Winston to start. And I'm going to tell y'all something, man. I'm a, Look, 
one thing that I know, and I appreciate this, and I spent about $80,000 to get this type of knowledge from Jackson State University. It taught me about body language. My One of my communication classes was about body language, right? Understanding people's body language. I never seen Alvin Kamara sitting on a bench looking dejected. In the first quarter, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, he was like on the sidelines looking very, very frustrated. You had a lot of the Saints players that were out there on offense were looking extremely frustrated. And that's something that we don't we don't really see. It, it, you don't really see that type of stuff from a Saints offense. I'm telling you right now. Sean Payton might have an issue. If Taysom Hill goes out there versus the Kansas City Chiefs and he does not put up any points early in the game, if he's sputtering to start the game, there's a lot of players are going to wonder to themselves, why in the hell is Sean allowing this guy to go out here when we know he's doing the same thing week after week? You can arguably, you can honestly say, you can honestly say, folks, that a lot of the situations that's going on with Taysom Hill, a lot of the issues, they always been this way. If you go back to like some of the games that he started in the preseason game, you know what I'm saying? Like he has gotten better as a passer, but a lot of the issues that he had when he first put on a Saints uniform, he still has. And these guys, man, at the end of the day, I don't care what they're talking about. They'll give you the politically correct, term, you know what I'm saying, like phrases and, and all that good talk and all that kind of stuff. But in reality, man, these dudes want to eat. If these dudes wide open, man, they want the ball. If these dudes are winning their matchups, they want the football. I'm telling you right now, man, there might be a strong chance that Sean Payton end up going with Jameis Winston. If Taysom Hill goes out here versus the Kansas City Chiefs and he starts off early and he's struggling or he's not getting the ball down the field or he's being inaccurate, trust and believe, man, you know, I think you're going to see Jameis Winston because – a lot of these guys wanted Jameis Winston in the first place, and they were team guys, and they were like, okay, we like Taysom, we respect Taysom, we're going to give him a chance. But all those rocket balls, throwing the ball all hard on screen passes, uh, fumbling the football every single week, man. I mean, this what this dude got, like 10 turnovers or something like that, man? I mean, 10 fumbles? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he he's reaching almost Aaron Brooks territory. I think Aaron Brooks may have, like, 14 fumbles in one, in one season or something like that before, if I'm not mistaken. So – I'm telling you, <clears throat> a lot of players, man, I'm telling you, it, it's all good now, but I'm telling you, man, the body language of that of that football team and what I seen yesterday, i never seen nothing like that before, and that was the most alarming thing to me. I feel like as long as they felt optimistic, as long as they felt positive, okay, it's cool with Taysom, but it, it's getting to a point where these guys are getting really, really frustrated that, that they're winning their matchups and they're not getting the ball where it needs to be. And Taysom, uh, you know, you got to look at him for that. Go ahead and put the link down in the description. Uh, let everybody, uh, you know, chime in. Uh, like I said, man, just keep your keep your uh, your comments, you know, short and sweet, you know, so we can make sure we get to everybody. want to thank everybody for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Let me read a couple of these comments before we actually get to the phone. Uh, Chanel says uh, – uh, I guess you're talking about Kimberly Michelle saying, nope, I guess they're having a conversation. Malcolm said uh, Green Bay is not that good. Their defense is horrible, and they really haven't played nobody. Well, you know, 
the thing about it is they're playing teams in the AFC South. Uh, we've seen them lose to the Colts. Uh, they still got to play the Titans. That that's not going to be an easy out. But man, look, the Packers all Packers are one of those teams that you know they just. I mean, sometimes the ball just bounced their way. It just bounced their way. Sometimes you know it, it's not like they just dominating and killing folk and destroying them. It's it just like something may happen, like a you know what I'm saying a pop up and an interception may happen to seal the game. It's never like they just just absolutely just dominate a game. You know. That's why I feel like they are beatable. Josh Hill body language was different as well. Uh, he was throwing his hands up, like taking his helmet off uh, aggressively and just walking off. Yeah, like I said, a lot of these guys are frustrated, man. A lot of these guys frustrated. A lot of opportunities. You know, uh, Taysom Hill being late with the football. I mean, that little millisecond matters, man, especially like in, in football. I mean, that, that's very – Man, there's very little margin for error, man. And uh, Taysom, man, with all these rocket balls and, and lofting the football and allowing the you know the defense to be able to rally and, and you know what I'm saying, a game tackle, uh, running backs and, and tight ends and stuff because he's not he's not throwing the screen pass right away, holding on to the football, uh, you know, staring down his receivers. And you, seriously, man, this this is this is this is not this is not good stuff. It's not good stuff right here, man. I'm look. I, I went back and I watched the game last night. You know, I, I went back and watched the game. You know, what I'm saying when I had opportunity, I looked at some of you know, what I'm saying some of it, and I, I noticed I, that's something that was alarming to me. I mean, it was almost to a point, man. Looking at it, I had to change my take about what I thought about Taysom. Like in, in real time, man. I mean, for for you to actually watch a game, like, right, you, you want the team to win, so sometimes you, you you get sidetracked, right? You may not see all of the things, but going back and watching that game and the body language of his teammates, ugh, I'm telling you, man, rough, rough, rough stuff. Uh, Jerry, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, well, I would say I would say I would feel better. If we came out with a win on Sunday, but I'm not. Mm. Yeah. It was an ugly, it was an ugly, ugly, ugly loss on Sunday. Real ugly. Yeah. I thought we were gonna come into this game uh, on Sunday <coughs> and mm -hmm. beat and beat the Philadelphia Eagles, but instead they outdo us. We just right. got outplayed yes on, on Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm just I I I got I got to give it to the Eagles because they played better ball than us. We just didn't show up. Yep. You know, I, I just thought that I just thought that the New Orleans Saints would uh, be past all this. You know, I, I really thought that, man. And, and when you're seeing the same thing year after year, like guys, um, you know, like slipping up down the stretch, and I, I get it, man. You know, you can't just look at records. I mean, these guys get paid on on, on that other team too, but. I would have thought that the Saints would have put forward a better effort. And I mean, they 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 straightened it up in the second half. I mean, I think what Philadelphia only scored like seven points in the second half. But this is my thing, man. Like, you can't you can't go out there and lay an egg like that this late in the season, man. No, you you can't. You know, you can't you can't read all your press clippings, and it almost make me you know start to think about how the New Orleans Saints like don't really get that much attention. Maybe we want that as fans. 
because when you start giving them attention, it looked like they start reading their own press clippings and they start falling off, man. I I, I don't like that, man. But I'm, I'm glad that they got this out their system right now. I'm glad that they got it out their system. So hopefully we'll get a better showing uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, man, because you can't afford to, uh, you know, lose games like this, man. You all, you had everything in front of you and, and you just you just wet the bed. They just wet the bed, man. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but let me mm-hmm. tell you, let me, let me tell you something, TJ. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about everything went wrong on Sunday. Right. I'm talking about the the offense wasn't on the right track. The defense, they had they had they had some hits and misses. They even had a couple of turnovers, but they ain't got one sack in the game. And what the hell is the matter with Will Lutz? What is up with this kicking game, bro? I don't know. I don't know, man. That's do I need Do I need to come to over there and Do I need to come to New Orleans? And help this dude kick again and do and do better or or what? What you want me to do? Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Will Lutz, but I, I tell you what, uh I think that Sean Payton uh needs to bring in another kicker, you know, and have like a competition. Something. You know, or you know, get get something involved. I mean, this is this is some weird stuff right here, man. We we usually rely on Will Lutz in situations like this, man. I mean, he done had so many game winning kicks. Uh, you know, he, you know, he kicked that field goal, you know, to help the Saints beat the Texans last season. He helped them win against the Chicago Bears. I mean, we always relying on Will Lutz in, in clutch situations, man. I don't know. Uh, it's funny with these kickers, man. You know, uh, they start off really, really good. Like I think about Dan Bailey, man. Dan Bailey for the Vikings. I remember when Dan Bailey was playing for the Cowboys. It seemed like he never was going to miss. You know, all of a sudden, I mean, this guy's out here shanking field goals. I mean, Greg Zerline. I mean, we know who he is. He kicked the uh, the Rams into the Super Bowl. And now look at him, yeah. man. He, he shanked by three kicks. So, man, you got some really accurate kickers out there missing some some clutch field goals, man. But hopefully Will Lutz can get it on track, man. I, be, I believe in him. You know, I mean, everybody just have their little rough patches every now and then. But I think he can get it together, man. But. Those six points were very crucial in a game like this, man. No doubt about it. Uh, but, Jerry, and, yeah, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you so much for chiming in. Uh, no problem, TJ. We'll talk later this week. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. <clears throat> As y'all can see, I got Will Lutz behind me, man. I, look, I'm not really, I'm not trying to give up on Will Lutz. I see people talking about we need to cut Will Lutz and all that kind of stuff. Like, come on, man. We don't need to cut Will. Uh these nuts says tj look i'm gonna keep it 100 i believe this game was fixed from the jump saints and eagles do a lot of business together over the years i believe it was a favor old to keep eagles in the race look i don't know about all that you know i don't know about these conspiracy theories i don't know what the heck is going on all i know is the new orleans saints couldn't afford to lose this game so if i mean Maybe you need to, you know, say make a deal with Andy Reid. I wouldn't have made no deal with Doug Peterson. All right, you know, if you if we talking about uh, the fix, okay, I would rather lose to an AFC opponent than to lose to an NFC opponent, and especially the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, MJ, what's going on? What's up, TJ? All right, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I just wanted to say, man, uh, Taysom, bro, those fumbles, man, hmm. they be coming at the worst time every week, bro. Horrible. Terrible, like man, you can't, like, bro, we can't have those those fumbles. Like, we're trying to come back. It's fourth and two, man. You fumble the ball and they go back and score. It's like, bro, yeah, please stop the fumbles, bro. Uh, I don't but know if he can. That, 
Yeah. I don't know if he can, to be honest with you. Like every single game, like every single game, this guy's fumbled the football. Every single yeah. game. And it, it and it and it completely negates the performance that he had. I mean, he was 28 of 38, 291 yards. Well, you know what I'm saying? He had two touchdowns, two touchdown passes, but you had two turnovers. You know, yeah. you you had an interception that was clearly your fault because you tried to rocket ball the pass to Alvin Kamara, <clears throat> and then you fumbled the football. I mean, I don't care how good you I don't care how good you playing. All that stuff is negated. You don't believe me? Go ask the Green Bay Packers fans, you know, when when Brad Favre was their quarterback. <laughs> you know, go go ask them about how good Brad Favre can be. And then at the worst moment, Brad Favre threw a pick and just negates everything that he did. <clears throat> yeah, it was. What I can say, it was good to see him uh, get that deep ball to Emmanuel. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. Yeah, it was right. nice to see. But, uh, yeah, man, we just got to bounce back, man. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely we definitely got to bounce back, man. You know, like, I, I really don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm not more – look, I'm more concerned about the body language of this team. More yeah. so than, than Taysom. That that's my main concern. Because yeah, bro, I ain't never seen Kamara like that, bro. Bro, ever. I ain't never seen him either. Because it's like he always believes that they're in the game. And when guys are sitting on the sideline dejected like that, that that's it's, it's two things. It's two things, man. It's rather, you know, they made a bad play and it cost the team, or you know what I'm saying, it's something that they're not believing in. And I I, I bro, I'm telling you, yeah. I watch. I watched that game. I was like, God, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started seeing players, like, on the sidelines, like, looking dejected, like, ticked off. And, bro, like, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like to me that uh, these players, man, they, they they may need something different, man. And yeah. One last thing, TJ. Bro, mm-hmm. Craig, at the end, bro, how the hell <clears throat> did he not catch it? How the hell did he not fall onto that ball that showed the replay on get up this morning like bro mm-hmm. he like literally woofed on the on the onside kick bro you gotta you gotta get that bro look man we talk about will lutz we talk about will lutz and how bad he kicked but uh that was probably the best onside, onside kick you can ask for i mean you had three new orleans saints around that football you gotta come up with it man but thanks look it is what it is man you know on to the next week uh you know kansas city is right here in front of us man and we gotta make sure that you know, we try to get this victory over them. But MJ, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Have a good week, bro. I appreciate it, man. Uh, let me see. Uh, Taysom interception was costly. <clears throat> that fumble on Fort honestly didn't matter because it was fourth down. Defenses should have never let them go right down the field after that. I'm gonna let y'all know. I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret, man. Anybody that played football know this. If a team don't believe that their leader is going to will them to victory. It, it <laughs> you know what I'm saying it affects them. I don't care what you say. If you if you have a quarterback and that quarterback you don't feel like is going to get you where you need to be, you have a lot of guys making business decisions. And I'm telling you, man, that body language I seen out there was not good. And if you don't believe me, well, just go ahead and look at the team that we went up against. Guys were high-fiving and guys were happy. They were energized. I didn't see that type of energy or that type of enthusiasm when Carson Wentz was on the field. So I'm telling you, when a team believes that their quarterback can get them the victory, they're going to play. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is my job, man. But when they start believing like, you know, this guy's not going to get us where we need to be or this guy's making these mistakes, 
Yeah, I mean, teams become disinterested, man. Who that, Davis? What's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? Look, I'm not, I'm not going to – me and you have a lot of things we disagree with right here, and that's fine. As, mm-hmm. as, as fans, we all have our, our different points of views, our opinions and all that. And everything, what you said about body language, I agree with you on that to a point. Now, what I saw in terms of body language, we we haven't seen that kind of body language until uh, until just last night. There was they they had that type of they had that same type of high energy from Taysom Hill's first start to his third start. It was just different tonight, and I think a lot of that has to do with Sean Payton. And I'm gonna tell you why. I've I've hit this I've hit this nail so many times I can't overstate it enough. Nobody. No matter who is playing back there on the center for the Saints, is going to be the next Drew Brees. No one's going to be able to do what Drew Brees is able to do. Nobody can come close to replicating it. And what Sean Payton did, do you realize that every time the Saints have won, Sean, uh, Taysom Hill was able to utilize his legs to gain at least five to six yards uh, every time he carries? <clears throat> right. Look, play Taysom Hill the way you've been playing Taysom Hill. Let him run out of the pocket when he needs to because obviously the offensive line wasn't holding up. Andrews Pete got put on his back four times. Eric McCoy is getting lifted off his back foot at least twice. Teron Armstead got beat off the edge. Josh Hill couldn't hold nobody. Offensive line was just flat out terrible with the, with the exception of Cesar Ruiz. And that's saying something. Even Ryan Ratchet looked a little off. The fact, What I'm saying is you – uh, Sean Payton forced Taysom Hill to put like Drew Brees were trying to force Alva Kamara into the passing scheme, and that's not how Taysom Hill rolls. Yeah, if the throws are there, he's, he, if those are there, he's going to get it to Kamara, but you pretty much forced it to him throughout the entire first half. You play Taysom Hill to his strengths. I think majority of that loss goes on Taysom, uh, not on Taysom, on Sean Payton failing to realize that you need to keep playing Hill the way you've been playing him to his strengths. As far as defense, I I don't believe for a second that the Saints can go as long as they have against stopping the run and they suddenly allow two 100-yard passers. Dennis Allen understood very well, at least I should, at least I hoped he would have, going into the second half that they're going to play time of possession with the football. They're going to keep it on the ground using Jalen Hurts' legs, his fresh legs, and what do you do? Trey Hendrickson and Cameron Jordan do not have do not play containment. Quan Alexander shooting the A gap instead of playing to the outside to force uh, Miles Sanders back back inside to let uh, uh, David Onyemata uh, have a chance for at least a chance to get it to make a play on the ball. This is just all around, it's an all around team loss, and I think that's where the body language comes from. Nothing was going right, and it starts with the coaching. It starts with Dennis Allen. It starts with Sean Payton. Now, were they looking past them? I believe so. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of different things, a lot of positively different things uh, next week against Kansas City. And before I get out of here, because I know someone's probably uh, waiting waiting to call in for everybody who wants to rip on Taysom Hill, you've already you've already alluded to the the, the stat line for Taysom Hill. Let's let's go ahead and compare that look that stat line, shall we? Taysom Hill, twenty-eight for thirty-eight, two hundred ninety-one yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, interception. Some are some are going to say he's on him. Some are saying on Camara. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, let's look at who who he outplayed so far this week. He's outplayed Alex Smith, 
He's outplayed Ben Roethlisberger. He's outplayed uh, Josh Allen, who came in with a W, mind you. He's out. He almost. He's just about on par with the Jets. He didn't have the touchdowns, but he's still pretty much out. Uh, it was on par with Russell Wilson. He outplayed Tua. He outplayed Jared Goff. He definitely outplayed Cam Newton. He outplayed at least nine to ten starting quarterbacks this week. Now, that's a lot of upside. Now, granted, he still has to get <coughs> all security, but on a fourth and two, you run that kind of play. I don't understand what Sean Penning was thinking there. You utilize the strength of your quarterback and and your offensive line. You run the ball. You run the ball in that situation. So okay. why, like, why are you trying to pass the ball? And it makes absolutely no sense. Well, Sean Penning's play calling was absolutely suspect, and it was too late. It was too little, too late in terms of empty calories because he tried to adjust back into what Taysom Hill was able to do, but you should have been doing that from the jump. Well, let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. All right. All right. Now, we all know that the biggest pet peeve that Sean Payton has is a guy putting the ball on the ground, right? Fumbling the football. When Mark Ingram used to fumble the football, what did Sean Payton used to do? Put him to the back of the bench. You probably ain't going to see him for the rest of the game. He'll probably put Alvin Kamara or whoever the other backup quarterback, I mean, backup running back is. And you'll see, like, you know, Mark Ingram come back the next week like his hell on fire. But nevertheless, in that game, you don't see him. Has anybody ever thought that the reason why they're not asking him to run as much is because he has fumbled the football every time he has had a long run or he has been, you know what I'm saying, running out or scrambling outside the pocket? He has. The 40 yard, well, he had like a 30 yard run against the, the Falcons. He fumbled the football, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 four, the last four minutes of the game versus the Falcons, uh, you know, on last week, he fumbled the football again, but it just went out of bounds. The Saints could have easily lost that game. We all know that Sean Payton, when he sees certain things, he it, it goes into his mind. So I feel like that had a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't asking uh, Taysom to run outside the pocket because maybe he was nervous to a point where he felt ball security was going to be an issue. And another thing, maybe, I'm just saying this, maybe we as fans need to realize that the Saints' offensive line isn't as good as we make them out to be. Drew Brees makes this offensive line look way better than what they are at times. There's a time when, when Drew Brees throws the ball to the ground. He throws the ball out of bounds. Drew Brees don't take sacks. Okay, so sometimes if you're not taking a sack as, as, a, you know, as a quarterback, those, those uh, numbers can be a little bit you know skewed at times. So I feel like that can be a combination. When you look at Taysom Hill holding the ball too long, when you look at the fact that maybe the offensive line, for the exception of maybe one or two guys, you know what I'm saying, are, aren't elite, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't have a quarterback like Drew Brees, he can't compensate for that because we know they get the ball out of his hands very, very quickly. So I just feel like maybe they weren't asking him to run because they felt maybe, you know, he right fumbled the football. And why wouldn't you? Every single game, Aaron. Every single game this year, this guy has fumbled. Fumbled every single game at least once. I mean, tell me. Like, tell me. I mean, like, look, look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, TJ. But at the end of the day, it's still it's still a strength that Taysom Hill has. He's not going to get better at ball security if you take away the thing that makes him dangerous in the first place. The only way he's going to get better at ball security is you uh, – yeah, yeah, you limit, the, you limit his, uh, his scrambling ability a little bit. 
But to, to but to completely take that away, it's just it's just to completely take him out of his element. You take two, you take one step back, you take two steps forward. That's my mentality of uh in, in terms of that regard. He has an issue, but the like the upside, uh I think the I think the good outweighs the bad in terms of what you can see, what you can get out of Taysom Hill in terms of him scrambling out of the pocket. His ball security is only gonna get better. But every time he scrambles, he's going to get into his head. It's, uh, in, in short, in short, think of it as muscle memory with the military, right? They have a lot. They have a lot of issues, a lot of growing pains when they're starting when they're starting boot camp, right? But mm-hmm. the the more they do it, the more the muscle mem- the more the muscle memory it, it starts it starts from the brain, like 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 down into your ligaments, down to your very cells. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill is going to get better with every time he scrambles, and I feel like. If he is, if he is, I'm not going to say he is, but if he is the future going forward, and if he does Aaron, end up having Aaron, more of those Aaron, Aaron, you my you my guy, man. I love you, but where's the proof? Where, well, I, honestly, I get it. Where's the proof? Where's the proof, Aaron? You know what I'm saying? Where's the proof that this guy is going to get better? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, every single game, every single game, this guy fumbled the football. Where, where, like, honestly, to me, to me. He has a lot of issues that will not be resolved. You know what I'm saying? From week to week, like this is like this is it's like I know, man. You're a fan of football. You remember Tiki Barber, right? The running back. Tiki Barber yep. was really good, but he fumbled the football every single game, and it took like it took one all season for him to protect. You know what I'm saying? To learn how to protect the football. He used to run the foot. He used to have like this crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like this crazy carry. We used to hold it way up here. The issue is, man, it's something that Taysom is not going to be able to fix. I have not seen it, man. If 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 he if he could fix it, it would have been fixed. Ain't no doubt about it. And I feel like Sean Payton was asking this guy to stay in the pocket, asking him to try to go through his reads because he was he was fearful of the fact that him. Fumbling the football, and why wouldn't you? That's that's all I'm saying. You you making some strong points. I get you know, I get what you're saying about the offensive line. I get what you're saying about you know what I'm saying them getting whooped. Them boys got slapped around for real. But my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, man, you sometimes you got to call a duck a duck, a spade a spade. Dude got a fumble problem, man. You know what I'm saying? They call him turnover Taysom right now, Eric. What are we gonna do about that, man? Now, look, 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 I know I know Taysom Hill is far beyond reproach. I know that as far as anybody, because I'm a big fan of Taysom. I'm a supporter of Taysom. Mm-hmm. He's not above reproach. I get that. But I just I his his level, his his level of play, his potential, his IQ, I think he's really gonna I think he's really gonna improve. That's just where I am. Uh a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna disagree with me on it. That's fine. Everybody's got their points of view, like I said, mm-hmm. but like that's just where I'm at. It, you might not see it right away, but you want to see it uh, uh, right away. It's an issue, but let me ask you this before I get off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go that, ahead, man. That fumble was it more so a Taysom Hill issue, or was it more so uh, Sweat making a good play from the backside because he didn't feel the pressure? It was a, it was a good play by Sweat, but he has to learn how to feel the pressure. He he has to learn how to feel. Man, can we can we agree? Like this dude has tunnel vision. I like Taysom. I, I mean, if you Absolutely. look at my if you look at my last show, man, I said it, man. It, it, 
like I still feel this way. It remains to be seen if he can be a starting quarterback week in, week out. What I'm saying is, as of right now, he has an issue with fumbling and he has tunnel vision. This dude, like I'm telling you, if you play like that versus Kansas City, if you stare down your receivers like he does, he has straight tunnel vision. If the ball, if he like, okay, I'm gonna try to get the ball to Traquan. If he, if he, if he had his mind on Traquan, that's what that little hesitation come from. When you see Drew Brees warming up, you when you see Drew Brees doing, Drew Brees delivers the ball and then he looks, you know what I'm saying, looks left, look right. He looking at his reads. This dude look at one particular read, stares one person down, and just completely forgets about everything that's around him. That is what that's what gets him in harm's way. That is what's causing him to fumble the football. He has to learn how to feel the pressure, man. And he has to make sure that he holds on to that football, man. The dude too I mean, big, too swole. You know what I'm saying? Too tough for him to be sitting up here fumbling the football like that, man. That he has fumbled itis to the highest degree, and it needs to be fixed, man. You are not. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care how good you is. You can have, you can be the next Adrian Peterson. If you fumble the football, you'll never see the field. You can be the next Joe Montana. If you fumble in the football, you will never see the field. I just I want this that. guy to live up to his true potential, man. And he has to fix these issues. I agree with that. You, yeah. you ain't you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong at all, but yeah, you ain't wrong either, man. Like I said, it's some it's some great points, great dialogue, man. And we definitely gotta uh make sure we keep this conversation going, man. We got a couple more phone calls, Aaron, but I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right, TJ. How's it, bro? All right, take it easy, man. Shouts out to Aaron, man. Always good conversation right there. Good dialogue, man. Man, shouts out to Ramsey, man. What's going on, Ramsey? Not too much, TJ. What an interesting game yesterday. Man, good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Uh, unfortunately, we was on the receiving end of an L, but, I mean, it's still all right, man. What you thought about the game? I thought that Taysom Hill still needs time to get better. I'm still on the train with Taysom Hill, but I think he needs to work on bulk security. Number one issue. What? Really? Get out of here. <laughs> Ta- uh, uh, uh. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. He definitely needs to work on that ball security, man. No doubt. And I really think that he, because it's coming from a quarterback myself. I used to play a lot of football. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I yeah. played a lot of positions from corner to running back to rusher to you can name. Because like I was right. a very diverse player mm-hmm. like Hill. All right. But what a number one coach told me is, Ball security. You won't oh, go yeah. anywhere without that. Oh, anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I used to hold that ball so tight to my hands turned blue. Man. They did that. I, said, I don't know. Look, I, Rams, I, don't, I don't know if you ever seen this movie. I mean, I don't know how old you are, Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're pretty young. But there was this movie, and I know some of my uh, older viewers will probably know what I'm talking about. It's a movie called The Program. And um, there was the. I've seen it. I'm 23. I have seen that movie. Okay, well, uh, Omar Epps, he played a running back uh, for this fictional college, right? But he was a really good running back, but he used to fumble the football. So the coach asked him or told him to hold on to the football. He had to carry the football around with him everywhere he go. And he would tell, the coach would tell his teammates to try to knock the ball out of his hand. I think that they need to take that boy back to college and have this boy walk around a facility with a football and try to, Knock the ball out of his hand and try to see what happens, man. This guy needs to focus on ball security. I don't care what he's doing, man. Like I said, you can be the next Joe Montana, the next Tom Brady. You can be the next Drew Brees. If you can't hold on to the football, 
All of the stuff that you do that is great is going to be completely negated. Taysom Hill has a lot of good qualities, man. There's a lot of things he has to work on. I think sometimes, like, we need to treat this guy fairly. Uh, you know, and, and I think that we compare him, <laughs> even though we don't pay attention to it, I think we're comparing him to Drew Brees and a great quarterback player, Drew, which we need to understand he's not Drew, but I can deal with everything else. Just hold on to the doggone football, man. Football. And, and, and that's all I'm saying, man. Everything else I think I can I can live with. But fumbling a football week after week, man, come on. I mean, on, my, my, like, my goodness. It's consistent. It cannot stop. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. At this point, uh, but overall, man, uh, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good game, Ramsey. Uh, so what, what do you think? What, what was the bright spot to you, man? If you can put, I mean, this was a pretty uh, bad game, man. But what, what you thought the bright spot of the game was? What you thought? I would say Manuel Sanders' first thirty-nine yard touchdown as a Saint is yeah. that bright spot. Yeah. He finally got his deep ball for a right. touchdown right. as a Saint. Right. Finally, yeah. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, man, I feel so bad for the guy because he is, man, the guy is so good. Like, he is really, really good. If you throw the ball down the field, he is going to he gonna come down with it. He's going to come down with it, man. And uh, I just hope that they can get him involved, man, because, I mean, clearly he was frustrated in this game. But Ramsey they now – were. Yeah. They, all, the everybody. body language was bad. Yes, everybody. Everybody was oh. frustrated in this game. I, I just it was It was very alarming to me, man. But uh, Ramsey, man, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much, man. And uh, you have a good day, brother. You too, bro. Stay safe. Uh, you too. Man, shouts out to Ramsey, man. Always coming through with the heat. Uh, D Higgs. What's going on, D? What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? What you thought about the game? What's going on? Uh, you remember what I said yesterday? We couldn't go in there, read nine players clipping. Now, what we do? We read them. The one in our yeah. our place. We read them. And we flat out got our play. We flat out got our yeah. play. It, it ain't no way mm-hmm. around. It ain't no way to show it. Like, really right. came in with a better game plan tonight. Hmm. Yep. Simple. That we was horrible. And, and for most of the part, the game wasn't even close because Philadelphia was moving the ball however they wanted to. Yep. Now, well, I, I look, say, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say that, D. Higgs. I, I want to say they, they moved up. In the first half, they was doing what they wanted to do. Second half, they kind of settled down yeah, defensively. Second half, yeah, second half, they did adjust. I get I yeah. by defense that we did adjust. Yeah. But, yeah. but you got to look at you got to look at it like this. Mm. That's how, let's say, sometimes it's, that, that's all it takes is the first half. Good point. That's, that's how some – that's that's all it takes. Some teams bet off this, some don't. Yeah. yesterday we just we just we just we just flat out got our play. That, that's all it was. And then you seen how the, the team body language was. They wasn't really feeling Taysom Hill. It was just bad. And me with like I said, with me being a receiver, I know when like when you just know that you can make plays. But mm-hmm. you just you just not feeling it because you don't believe in the person that's throwing you the ball. Yep, that, bro. Uh, I know that from from personal experience, from being you know what I'm saying being part of team sports. If you don't believe in the guy next to you, man, or you don't feel like the guy that that is supposed to be the leader. I mean, even at, like even on your job, you know, like if a person like if you have a manager that you feel like don't do nothing, don't have your best interest at heart. 
you're not going to put your best foot forward, man. You're going to do the bare minimum. You're going to be like, I'm going to yeah. punch this clock. I'm going to do the bare minimum, and I'm going to take my behind home. But if you feel like you have somebody that's going to run through the wall for you, like you're going to run through the wall for them. Exactly. Exactly. So it, that's that's what it's all about, man, straight up. Uh, but overall, man, like what was the bright spot of the game uh, for you, D? Bright spot, I'll say, honestly, mm-hmm. I like how the defense tried to keep us in the game. Right. That's what I I yeah. like how they – it's like they wanted to quit, but they felt like they could try to at least try to keep us in the game. Yeah. That's what I seen from it. They had a lot of bend but don't break type of plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I seen from it yesterday. Yeah, I mean they 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 stay competitive, man. But my goodness, this this is just this just proved that uh, the defense can't have off game, man. We it can't they have can't. off game if they like they got to be dialed in every single uh, every single time. But D Higgs, man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the phone call, brother. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, take it easy, man. Are right, we gonna move on to Mike Flex, man? Uh, I apologize, everybody. Um, I'm about to. Uh, be on uh 103.7 the game in, in in just a few minutes so i'm gonna take these last two phone calls and uh i'm gonna have to go ahead and wrap it up man maybe i uh try to come back a little little bit later on uh you know so take some more phone calls but i gotta make sure that i'm ready for that uh for that interview mike flex what's going on what's happening tj how you doing good brother uh, i'm doing all right man uh what you thought about the game well listen man when it comes to our quarterbacks i equate them to computers like all three of them have some on the bottom that's, that, that's a good quality. For instance, uh, Drew and Taysom, they know how to run all the programs, right? Right. James, he's still downloading his software, trying to get it together. But mm-hmm. the difference between Taysom and Breeze is the processing speed. Right. Taysom do have the tools. He do have what it takes to do some good things. But his processing ability is so limited, man. It's like, right. like you said earlier, he, he get locked on the target, and he don't know how to go back to his other side. Yep. You know, that type of stuff bothered me because it calls sacks. When you when you hesitant, Drew Brees was a hey, I take a if I take a three-step drop, that ball coming directly out. It's coming out. Right. I don't I don't hesitate to get rid of the ball, whether it's gonna be in the dirt or to a receiver or in the vicinity of a receiver. Right. Taysom is looking for the hero play. And the mm-hmm. hero play is getting his ass sacked. Like crazy. <laughs> him, it's getting him sacked. Right. As far as our offensive line, mm-hmm. man, for some reason. I, I I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know what's going on with this offensive line because I, I do believe they're one of the best, and then I don't believe they're one of the best. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Right. They, they go through the motions, man. The defensive line, I don't know what happened this game. Yes, it was a containment issue. Those zone plays, those zone run sweeps were mm-hmm. killing us, man. It's right. like uh, our linebackers forgot how to cover the, how to, how to cover the edge. Our, our edge players wasn't getting the pressure they usually get. Every time I see a, a, a Philadelphia Eagle player go down, I thought to myself, here we go. Now we got a little shot to bring some pressure. And here comes a, a backup handling us, handling us, bro. Yeah. To me, this was a mental loss, bro. This was a mental loss. They lost this thing all the way in the locker in New Orleans before they even got on the plane to go to Philadelphia. Because unlike, yeah, Sean Payton sent the cheese. He tell them to do all that. But when you won nine games in a row, you kind of feel it. You're like, man, I, I got this. Good so point. some people might say, hey, they did, they did take this team seriously. Anybody can say that. But what I'm thinking is they didn't. I think right. they went in there thinking, okay, we played Hinton and we 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 manhandle Hinton. Jalen Hurts he could throw the ball better than Hinton, but he he basically run the ball like he a runner too. But the problem was they didn't understand Jalen Hurts came in there. He had a, he was on a mission, man. He came out of proof to NFL that he can't just he's not just running the ball. 
he making the right play. He right. actually played better than Taysom Hill last night. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I know, said it. If you would have, if you would just, you know, a person that just came straight off the street that didn't know nothing about football, and I told you one of these quarterbacks was making their first start, you wouldn't have thought it was Jalen Hurts. I can tell you yeah. that. That guy, had, that guy has confidence. He believes in himself. He got swag. He got the drip. He got the sauce, whatever you want to call it. That dude oh, you have it. PJ? You saw him dancing on the sideline? Rookie. Now, exactly. you know the thing from a rookie that, quarterback. He's dancing like, I got these suckers. And man, that's why he's so mad. Dancing on the sidelines, putting up the Omega Sci-Fi hook. You know what I'm saying? Sticking yeah, the tongue out of his mouth. All that. You know what I'm saying? That that I'm telling you. Look, if a, if a guy has confidence, you can build on that. You can build yeah. on that, man. It's it's one of the main reasons why we love C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's yeah. the reason why we love him so much. It's not the fact that he just, a, you know what I'm saying, just so good in coverage. He battles, you know what I'm saying? He tough, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He gritty, yeah. and he, he believes in himself, right. man. The same, the same reason why we love C.J. Gardner-Johnson is the same reason why Philadelphia fans right now are loving Jalen Hurts. But, Mike, I, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, T.J., man. Have All a good right. one. All right, you too, man. Uh, we're gonna move on to Iceman. Iceman, what's going on, man? Yo, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. What's going on? Oh man, not much. I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh man, first of all, I wanna say this game. Uh first of all, I wanna say congratulations to the Eagles. They, you know what I'm saying? They won that man. Right. Uh, you gotta give them their credit. I certainly didn't think he was gonna win that game, but as far as the uh as far as the Saints concerned, man. It's, I don't know what went wrong, man. I don't know if we just got caught sleeping. I don't know. I don't know what this was about, TJ. But all I know is that every facet of the game stunk in this game. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. I mean, the special teams. I mean, I mean, we talk about Will Lust, but can we talk about the blocking for the for for our kick returners? Like, what is that about, man? Well, I mean, it, it just shows you right there the importance of Deontay Harris, man. You know, it, it shows, like, how good this guy actually is. This is the same special team that Deontay Harris was uh, playing with, man. And it just shows you how special and how dynamic that he is. And and Tommy Lewis is not Deontay Harris. And uh, Marquez Callaway is, is pretty good in his own right. I mean, you got to look at it, man. This is the third-string right. special teamer, you know. So it has a lot – he has a lot to do with it. I mean, for example uh, – <laughs> When he uh when they punted the football and he just let the foot he just let the football go outside the ten instead of him you know catching it or you know saying getting a fair catch he just let it roll and and they started the the I think they started to drive it like the ten or the nine or something like that it's stuff like that man you got to be smart and um I, I just think they have a lot to do with it man uh, we I mean, we have to, Deontay Harris is special man do you think this had to had a lot to it because I was thinking man I was just looking. I'm like, man, what's going on with the defense? Why didn't we adjust sooner to what they were trying to do? Like, why, you know what I'm saying? Why didn't they put, put someone like the spy, Jalen Hurts? Like, I understand people say that they didn't have any film on him and stuff like that, but you could go back to like his college days and stuff at least to like get a feel for what he was going to do or something. Right. But I don't know, man. Like, this was a weird game. I thought this was going to be a trap game. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my point is, I just don't think this is something you would want to see from a Super Bowl contender this late in the season. Like, right? You think you you would think that after the last few years of like us going thirteen and three games, you'll be like winning thirteen games and stuff. Right. It will be a little bit more alert, like this deep in the season. Right. You know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you would be you would be like, I feel like at this point of the season you should be like polishing up 
you know what I'm saying, how you're going to be in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it was extremely discouraging. And but I mean it, it just it just shows you man it, it just shows you and every team you know what I'm saying has yeah. those has those slip ups late yeah. like we can think about okay we think about the 49ers right I mean we don't want to talk about this team and we all we're glad that we swept them but you remember last year when they played the Falcons I mean the Falcons wasn't good and, and the 49ers were flying high and it was coming out thing mm-hmm. they came right off right off beating the New Orleans Saints right and they played the Falcons and the Falcons beat them you know what I'm saying so. Mm-hmm. Teams, teams late in the season have these letdown games, man. You know what I'm saying? No matter how good right. they are. The problem is, like you said, it's the fact that we've seen this movie before. And it's always around week 13, week 14 that the Saints end up like losing these type of games. You know, like it, I think a couple of years ago they lost to the Cowboys when everybody said right. that it was supposed right. to be. Uh, and today we talk about with the Eagles, man. So we just seen this movie before. It's frustrating. But I, I I have to say, man, look, I, I I'm happy. I'm kind of in a way happy that they got stripped of their guard, man. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody telling them how good they are defensively. They got, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. in certain areas they got exposed. Everybody was talking about, oh, they ain't allowed Honey or Russia. Well, that's been stripped. You know, like there's a lot of things you know about this team that I feel like they need is to get that baggage off them. And you know, maybe this will be a wake up call for them. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate that it came in this game. I would prefer for it to happen this coming week, you know, <laughs> versus what All happened right. on yesterday. But I think they'll get it together, man. I think I think this was a wake up call. I don't think you're going to get that much. I, they, they they need Drew Brees back, you know what I'm saying, in order for them to come up with these type of performances and think that they're going to win. I don't think that they, like you need a lead. If Taysom gonna be your gonna be your quarterback, I, he, he he's not good playing from behind, not at this stage in his career. Yeah, but I, but I appreciate the I appreciate the phone call, Ice Man. Man, thank you so much. All right, man. Uh, who that to everybody, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, one phone, one last thing, man. Yeah, everybody keep your heads up, man. Yeah, yeah. that's all good. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, and who no that? Who that, man? Shouts out to Ice Man, man. Straight up, it's gonna be all right, man. Sun gonna come out. We'll be all right, you know. Like I said, it's best for us to get this straight right now. But, you know, you got a lot of people out here who just think that, you know, the Saints are just going to, uh, you know, just, you know, start collapsing and stuff like that just because they lost this game. I I, I doubt that very highly. This is a really good football team. And, um, you know, we've seen what this team can do when they're really, really focused. So I don't expect for them to go out here, go out there against the Kansas City Chiefs and play like they did on yesterday. Uh, Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. They should have let Jameis play the second half. I think sometimes that uh, Sean Payton tries so hard to make certain things work that sometimes he, he got he, he needs to learn how to get out of his own way. Uh, I think I, I think you're trying to make Taysom what Jameis already is, right? If you're trying to make Taysom stay in the pocket and throw the ball down the field and and make the right reads, I mean, what what's the difference? And honestly. I just feel like with with Jameis, you can actually do some of the things and execute some of the plays better than you would with Taysom. And that's why I feel like a lot of the players are really upset about that. You know, I think they, they really are because they feel like if you're trying to make this guy into a pocket passer, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it if you got a guy that could be a pocket passer and be everything you want him to be and probably deliver the ball on time? And you know what I'm saying? Like, 
throw it to a point where guys can get separation while you got this guy on the bench. Uh, Cam interviews uh, state we're not playing to our standards and he take it serious. Well, you know, that's good to hear, but we need, you know what I'm saying? We need consistency here, man. We don't need any more letdowns. The who that nation is tired of these letdowns uh, straight up, man. And, you know, but I always know that there's something behind Sean Payton. You know, there's always a mystery to his madness. Maybe he don't want Jameis to be out there. Y'all ever thought about that? Maybe he don't want Jameis to be out there because he feels like he can fix Jameis and he don't want a, a, another Teddy Bridgewater situation. Y'all ever thought about that? You know, the fact that Teddy Bridgewater came into the game, won five straight games, and the next thing you know, he out there in Carolina, completing 71% of his passes for another team. So maybe he feels like he has something in Jameis. Maybe he wants to hide Jameis that, you know, because the last – the, the last tape that any team would have on him would be, you know, those 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. So maybe he's just trying to put uh Jameis, you know what I'm saying? Lock and key. And maybe they want to renegotiate, you know, the following year, and they feel like Jameis would be more ready to take over as a starting quarterback. I mean, we don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating right now, but I just think that there's something behind it, but Hopefully Taysom get these fumble situ- situations straight. Hopefully we can we can get back to running a football and playing disciplined defense because you're gonna need to going up against the Kansas City Chiefs team. I mean these guys are ready. I mean these guys were down ten to nothing uh, versus the Miami Dolphins, and I mean it just erased that deficit so quick. So these guys better be disciplined. These guys better be disciplined. They better be on point because if they don't, it's gonna be a, a long long evening in the city of new Orleans. And I want to say thank you all very much for checking out the state of the saints podcast. And uh, for those that can uh, check your boy out, I will be doing an interview in a, just a few minutes uh, on 103.7, the game uh, with RP three and company. Um, so uh, if you can uh, check it out, uh, it's a uh, 103.7, the game. Okay. So uh, check your boy out, man. Uh, the link is uh, on the Facebook page, facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast. And also follow me on Twitter at State of Saints. That's at State of Saints. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. You all have a good and productive day. Everybody just calm down and, uh, you know, just make sure that, uh, you know, just have your blood pressure medication close by. You know what I'm saying? You start hyperventilating or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just just woosah a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just everything is going to be okay. Who that nation, everything's going to be okay. Till next time. All I got to say is who that.